0: Hey, 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 friends, and welcome to the podcast, A Walk with Friends. This is me, your host, Marcella, and I'm so excited because today, you guys, we are jumping into the very last chapter of the book of Acts. Happy January 28th. If you're listening to this on the day that I record, let's do this. Let's jump in. Paul is now on the island of Malta. They just got in chapter 27. There was a huge shipwreck, and now they are safe on the island and they had to swim to shore if you guys didn't listen to that episode go check it out but let's do it today I'm excited to be with you guys let's jump into our word Acts chapter 28 once we were safe on shore We learned that we were on the island of Malta. The people of the island were very kind to us. It was cold and rainy, so they built a fire on the shore to welcome us. As Paul gathered an armful of sticks and was laying them on the fire, a poisonous snake driven out by the heat bit him on the hand. The people of the island saw it hanging from his hand and said to each other, a murderer, no doubt though he escaped the sea, justice will not permit him to live. But Paul shook off the snake into the fire and was unharmed. The people waited for him to swell up or suddenly drop dead. But when they had waited a long time and saw that he wasn't harmed, they changed their minds and decided he was a god. Near the shore where we landed was an estate belonging to Publius, the chief official of the island. He welcomed us and treated us kindly for three days. As it happened, Publius' father was ill with fever and dysentery. Paul went in and prayed for him and laid his hands on him. He healed him. Then all the other sick people on the island came and were healed. As a result, we were showered with honors, and when the time came to sail, people supplied us with everything we would need for the trip. It was three months after the shipwreck that we sailed on another ship that had wintered at the island, an Alexandrian ship with the twin gods as its figurehead. Our first stop was Syracuse, where we stayed three days. From there, we sailed across Raygium. A day later, a south wind began blowing, so the following day we sailed up the coast to Puteoli, where we found some believers who invited us to spend a week with them, and so we came to Rome. The brothers and sisters in Rome had heard we were coming, and they came to meet us at the Forum on the Apian Way. Others joined us at the three taverns. When Paul saw them, he was encouraged and thanked God. When we arrived in Rome, Paul was permitted to have his own private lodging, though he was guarded by a soldier. Three days after Paul's arrival, he called together the local Jewish leaders. He said to them, brothers, I was arrested in Jerusalem and handed over to the Roman government, even though I had done nothing against our people or the customs of our ancestors. The Romans tried me and wanted to release me because they found no cause for the death sentence. But when the Jewish leaders protested the decision, I felt it necessary to appeal to Caesar, even though I had no desire to press charges against my own people. I asked you to come here today so we could get acquainted and so I could explain to you that I am bound with this chain because I believe that the hope of Israel, the Messiah, has already come. They replied. We have had no letters from Judea or reports against you from anyone who has come here but we want to hear what you believe. For the only thing we know about this movement is that it's denounced everywhere. So a time was set, and on that day a large number of people came to Paul's lodging. He explained and testified about the kingdom of God and tried to persuade them about Jesus from the Scriptures. Using the law of Moses and the books of the prophets, he spoke to them from morning until evening. Some were persuaded by the things he said, but others did not believe. And after they had argued back and forth among themselves, they left with this final word from Paul. The Holy Spirit was right when he said to your ancestors through Isaiah the prophet, go and say to this people, when you hear what I say, you will not understand. When you see what I do, You will not comprehend for the hearts of these people are hardened and their ears cannot hear and they have closed their eyes so their eyes cannot see and their ears cannot hear and their hearts cannot understand and they cannot turn to me and let me heal them so i want you to know that this salvation from god has also been offered to the gentiles and they will accept it for the next two years paul lived in rome at his own expense He welcomed all who visited him, boldly proclaiming the kingdom of God and teaching about the Lord Jesus Christ, and no one tried to stop him. Life application and commentary. Paul wanted to preach the good news in Rome, and he eventually got there, in chains, through shipwreck, and after many trials. Although he may have wished for an easier passage, He knew that God had blessed him greatly in allowing him to meet the believers in Rome and to preach the message to both Jews and Gentiles in that great city. In all things, God worked for Paul's good. We can trust God to do the same for us. And while things may not be comfortable or feel secure, God will always provide the opportunity to do his work. Paul remained here in Rome under guard in a rented house for two years. There sat the greatest apostle and spokesman for Christianity, unable to move freely and minister as he desired. However, we don't find Paul complaining or in despair. He simply did what he could. Able to receive visitors, he taught, he preached, and counseled even while he was confined to quarters. He wrote letters, commonly called the prison letters, To Ephesians, Colossians, and Philippians, letters that have impacted millions of believers down through the centuries. He also wrote the personal letters, such as the one to Philemon. Luke was with Paul in Rome and Timothy often visited him, as did Tychicus, Epaphroditus, and Mark. Paul witnessed to the whole Roman guard and was involved with the Roman believers if you find yourself in a negative or unpleasant situation we can look to Paul's life to encourage us to look for ways to redeem the circumstances. There is never a time or a place in which we cannot glorify and serve God. Now why does the book of Acts end here so abruptly? Because the book is not about the life of Paul but about the spread of the good news and that had been clearly presented. God apparently thought it was not necessary for someone to write an additional book describing the continuing history of the early church. Now that the good news had been preached and established at the center of trade and government, it would spread across the world. The book of Acts deals with the history of the Christian church and its expansion in ever-widening circles touching Jerusalem, Antioch, Ephesus, and Rome, the most influential cities in the Western world. Acts also shows the mighty miracles and testimonies of the heroes and the martyrs of the early church. Peter, Stephen, James, Paul. All the ministry was prompted and held together by the Holy Spirit, working in the lives of ordinary people. They were merchants, travelers, slaves, jailers, church leaders, males, females, Gentiles, Jews, rich, poor. Many unsung heroes of the faith continued the work through the Holy Spirit. In succeeding generations changing the world with a changeless message, Jesus Christ is Savior and Lord of all who call on Him. Today, we can be the unsung heroes in the continuing story of the spread of the good news. It is the same message that we Christians are to take to our world so that many more may hear and believe.